What is Corky's? Oh, uh, what's this like a uh, pig place where you can get like a uh, barbecue food? <laughs> Big place. Oh yeah, the the, the oh, icon is, is like a, a non porky pig pig looking thing. <laughs> I, I don't I don't need it. Okay, the pork corkies. Salute, this is Stella, and you're listening to another Backroll to Oracle Halloween Commentary Special. This episode is brought to you by Justice's First Dawn, the classic Justice League of America podcast. 
take the Earth's mightiest heroes, each an invincible champion of justice, and band them together to assemble the legendary Justice League of America. For 261 issues and three annuals, the DC Universe was defended from threats on Earth and beyond by this legendary team, operating from a cave in Happy Harbor to a satellite orbiting 22,300 miles above the Earth to uh, Detroit. Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast, will follow the League through all their evolutions. Please join your host, Mike Peacock, as I seek to cover all of the issues of the classic pre-crisis Justice League of America series. Through the magic of the JLA transporter, each issue will be randomized, with special episodes covering a complete story arc if needed. Along with the issue coverage, we shall also look at what the then-current members of the Justice League were up to in solo appearances in other comics for the JLA cover month issue. So do not hesitate to activate your JLA signal device for Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast on classicjla.podbean.com or by subscribing through iTunes. Do you think they just started that? Because of Dawn of New Justice. Backroll the the Oracle is brought to you by MileHighComics.com, your new and collectible comic book store. Mile High Comics has an inventory of over 5 million comics from the gold, silver, bronze, and modern age, and over 100,000 trade paperbacks. If you're not into the vintage stock, that's okay, because Mile High Comics also has a subscription service called the New Issue Comics Express, offering a discounted price for comics ready to hit the shelves. So if you're looking for vintage back issues or a great subscription service, be sure to check out MileHighComics.com. Batgirl the Oracle is a proud member of the Batman Universe Family Podcast. Hashtag TVU family. Help, Help keep-, keep the lights on. <laughs> You're terrible. Help keep- <laughs> That's all. <laughs> What's up with all that? You say to me oh that. my gosh. But you did it at like exactly the right moment. Help. <laughs> Isn't it? It's kind of corny because it relates to like. Red what roof in or whatever it is, super eight. Oh, I, just, I just imagine D- Dustin like you know under a tenement building. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, he has no idea what I do. I think he just told me to keep doing what I'm doing. Help TBU keep the lights on. Please donate to help Dustin with rising server fees. Your support means your favorite shows will continue airing, just like the one you're listening to right now. We are currently at seventy percent. Go to thebatmanuniverse.net to learn more and donate today. I donated. Have you? Finally, BTO and Stella want you to review this show on iTunes. Throughout the fall, I'm going to really push iTunes reviews, so just give whatever star you feel comfortable and review, and I will read it in full on the show. He's back like a bad fungus that just won't go away. My good friend Donovan Morgan Grant has returned! Mmm, festering in green, am I? You are. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Wait, no, that's not the wrong holiday we're here for. <laughs> I don't even know what a Thanksgiving commentary would look like. Uh, unless, like, you know, you were, we were a Peanuts comic podcast and you did, like, the Great that's Pumpkin or, or the Great Thanks. Was it Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown? Or yeah, Your Turkey, like Charlie Brown? That's the one where everyone has a racial commentary on it. Are you serious? Well, <laughs> they put Franklin on the other side of the ping pong table. 
yeah. And all the other, all the white people are on the other side. It's very sad. Um, <laughs> anywho, yeah, this is actually great because Donovan, while he's been on my show several times, and he's my go-to guy, never changing for the shipper spotlight special for Valentine's Day. He's actually oh, yes. never been on a Halloween commentary, so this is a little different. How, how do you, how does it feel to be on this particular episode? Well, how many of these? I know you did one with I think Michael Bailey for Brave and the Bold. Yep. You did one with Joe for Scooby Doo, I think. Yes, Scooby Doo. And because you you've not done this every year. Or, or at least you've not done this the entirety of your podcast, so I don't know. I don't remember any others beyond that. There, I think I did one with Tom. Was that on a? What was that about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I listened to it. I just, I just forget. I think it was the other Scooby Doo one. Oh, because oh, okay. there were two Scooby Doo's, and then I did one with Chris from way long ago. It was the Batman versus Dracula film. Really. So I've done, yeah, I've done four. I think one that I've yet to do is um, Return of the Joker. I've suggested that to you before, so. I think so, yeah. I guess it's just like there somewhere. <laughs> What's your experience of Halloween? Do you have any fond memories of Halloween? Well, I always used to like Halloween when I was small. <laughs> I would uh, dress up. I remember very early on uh, when I first learned who Spider-Man was, I would dress up as Spider-Man like two years in a row. Yeah. Um, it wasn't very happy for my brother because he was a scaredy cat as a kid. So every time there would be like Halloween decorations, he would kind of hide from the grocery stores and stuff. I'm sure he loves me telling that story. <laughs> um, he doesn't listen to this show. Not, not until I tell him to. Halloween's a holiday that I've gotten away from as I've gotten older. And that's not due to my own esteem. Like uh, I remember when, when I was working, I had to work during Halloween. When I was in college, I had to study and not go to any parties, which bummed me out. I did dress up. Two years ago, as Blackula. That was oh. kind of fun. Cause we were, actually, because at Papa John's, we could all dress up. Mm-hmm. That was kind of neat. Uh, and last year, I was actually, I actually last year, actually, uh, I drove down to Atlanta for uh, Jesse Garrett's wedding. So that, that was actually, like, you know, on the eve of Halloween. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a holiday that I enjoy. But as I've gotten to my adult life, I don't find a lot of time to really commemorate. So thank you for bringing me in to bring in uh, the, ho- the holiday. In September. <laughs> Shh, you're not supposed to date it. Remember how Dustin gets really upset about that? Oh, Don, don't date, don't date the podcast. Yeah. Yes, Dustin. Oh, I forgot the shag. I had shag on here last year for um, the Batman Unlimited movie, Monster Mayhem. <laughs> oh yeah. I do so you're fault. So maybe I have done this every year, or maybe just starting the second year. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, what do you think? I, mean, I, I, one of my favorite back curl Oracle episodes was the one where you talked about like the scariest movies you've seen, Ooh. or the scariest like because you you talked about the thing, you talked about Are You Afraid of the Dark, and I was like, um, yay, I love all yeah. these things. It's hard for me to explain why I enjoy Halloween. I'm, I mean, I'm not you know into the Satanism or you know, like you know all of that kind of, but <laughs> the traditions. Um, I, I think it's it's the it's like a mixture of the season itself, you know, just this changeover from 
summer to winter and uh, nice cool weather because I like cold weather, but cool weather and, and the beauty of it. And then, yeah, just like the creepy aura. I like suspenseful films. I, when I was younger, I loved watching the classic, like universal monster films, you know, The Mummy and Frankenstein and all of those. So I think there's just something about those that I think are classic. I'm not really into like the gory stuff, even though, yes, I do watch The Walking Dead. But for me, it's more about, you know, <laughs> The, the people interactions than the, you know, the zombies ripping things, which is sometimes tough to watch. But yeah, no, and I've enjoyed these. It's tough now because I feel like I've hit all the major ones that have a Halloween theme. So now I'm like, which other ones could I potentially do? Um, and we will we will see. Yes, I, I yep, Scooby-Doo meets Batman and Robin was uh, also by Tom. So we've all, I think we've all connected. I forgot. I feel bad. Hopefully no one listens to this and gets insulted. But uh, no, here, I have, here it's hard <laughs> to remember. I have two questions. One, okay. what is your favorite scary movie mm. or movie that you consider scary? My favorite scary movie. I like, I don't know if this could be considered a scary movie, but, uh, well, actually I will say that I have a fondness for Halloween the original one. Okay. With uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I think that's, sort of, it's, I think a classic, obviously, slasher film. I feel like around then there weren't as many, like, sh- you know, female heroines. Like, well, that's redundant. Heroines. Like, like when, when? That, you know, like, survive the, act- you know, the, the slasher, the killer. The final girls. Yeah, because no, I mean sometimes I think now you kind of have there are some girls that last, but oftentimes there'll be like a guy partner that's with her and helping her to survive. But Jamie Lee Curtis was, I think, a standout for me. Uh, so that's one of my, I guess, favorite ones too that I I could watch, you know, every Halloween. Um, Pan's Labyrinth is I don't know if it's considered. I know. See, I don't know if it's considered a horror film. It's, I guess it's more like fantasy, but it does have like suspense and horror in it. It's just like a really intriguing movie, and it also has like this really like creepy moments to it. I guess, I don't know if I have a favorite favorite. If I watch me think about this as we're watching this film, and then I'll come up with it and tell you what it is. How about you? Do you have a favorite? Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a big horror fan, mm-hmm. but the one like horror movie. I really enjoy is The Shining. Okay, yeah. And uh, my parents showed it to us like when I was too young to see it because <laughs> they really liked it, but that freaked me the hell out. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I, I do enjoy it. I think it's legitimately scary, but like it's one of those films where like as scary as it is, I think it's really fun and and like engaging. Um, but yeah, beyond that, I mean, I don't really go for. Some movies. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I think I think every year when I can, I just watch the Trials of Horror Simpson specials. Yes. Those are brilliant. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I have like fun Halloween movies that I love, or like Teen Witch, or um, oh, what's that one with Bette Midler and Hocus Pocus? Yes, like I have like those classic films that I love watching. Then on Disney Channel, you have like Halloween Town and things like that. So like fun <laughs> Halloween themed, and I think that's maybe another reason why I like you know, the season is because of these fun movies. So I, I like those more than, than the other um, things. But, you know, I've seen, like, 
the classics I feel with The Exorcist. I haven't seen Rosemary's Baby, though. I just recently read that. My mom loves that movie. Oh, man. Uh, well, it was disturbing enough to read it, so I don't know if I want to watch it. Uh, the Shining is actually on my reading list, so I will be interested to see um, what that's like whenever I read it. And you'll, you know, that's mentioned on Friends, that show that you really like. Which, <laughs> I don't know, I don't. Oh, yeah. Joey reads it. I guess it's his favorite book, but when he gets scared, he puts it in the freezer. <laughs> and how, how old is he again? <laughs> Mid-20s. Uh, how was the actor? <laughs> I don't even know. Late thirties. Oh, um, yeah. My second question is: This uh-huh. is another. I mean, this is actually one of the uh, DC director video movies that had come after The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. And this is like kind of in the last few years where Bruce Timm had stepped down from overseeing all of them, and like James Tucker took them on, where you had the more of the New Fifty Two s movies or just others or just kind of one offs. And maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but like, have you watched all the director video movies that have come out? And what are your general th- opinions of the ones in the last few years? In the last few years, yeah, this is actually sort of segues into to one of my questions that I was going to ask you. So I will say, I guess you know how Marvel talks about like Wave One, Wave Two, or whatever it is. Phase One, yeah. Phase One, Phase Two. So I I don't know what phase we're in. Maybe we're in Phase Three. I, I guess it. If I think about it this way, I feel like the classic ones, and then you've got Flashpoint, and then we're in like Phase 2. I'm sure there's another way to divide it. But I will say that with Phase 1, I was, for the most part, I would buy all of the movies that when they came out, like because I trusted them to mm-hmm. a high degree. Some of my favorites are... The New Frontier is one of my favorites, and Wonder Woman. Like, those are just amazing, I think. And then we had Flashpoint, and I have yet to see Flashpoint. I think maybe I'm just really bitter about it, but maybe it's time to actually sit down and watch it. And then we had Justice League War. And so this was, you know, the first one really of this, if if I consider it, you know, phase two. And I remember watching it and just being very disgusted with the whole thing. Disgusted as in, like, not grossed out, but just like, oh, you know, frustrated with the experience. And it wasn't because of Flashpoint that it was a new universe. Like, I was being open-minded and watching it. But I just thought it was not good. I think one of the worst parts, I think, was anything scene that Wonder Woman was in because she was totally treated like I imagine Starfire was treated uh, in her own book. I remember Josh was talking about this or like very alien, like you have no idea what this stuff is. Cause Wonder what Woman, is Kiss? Th- there's, yeah, there's like a, there's a scene with her in an ice cream cone and like her first experience with an ice cream cone. It was very bizarre and I thought how, why have you done this? I don't remember that. You don't remember? <laughs> you blocked it from your memory. Then there was Son of Batman and you and I did a commentary on that which you can go over to the BatmanUniverse.net and watch, uh, listen to that. And I think this was, I, this was the next one, right? It was the next one, yeah. There were some parts I think that were good. I mean, we had both had history with Damien. We had read the story that it was based on. But clearly, there were major departures from <laughs> the story. So I think we were, at this time, trying understanding that even though it may say it's based on something, really they're creating their own little movie universe. So I wasn't you know, as happy with that. And then we get to this particular film. And, uh, well, I guess maybe I won't spoil. But I think for me, I will at least say that this was a start of a turnaround for me in this. So I was displeased with the films that had come out before this, but I felt like this was maybe a shift. Like maybe they were better understanding where they needed to go. How about you? What was your response? Well, 
Um, when they started with Superman Doomsday, yeah, I, I remember I got that. It was really exciting because that was the, it was the end of the Justice League Unlimited series, right? And, then, and like a couple years later, they come out. You know, these movies are gonna be PG thirteen and be based on comic books. It was really exciting. And Superman Doomsday came out, and I didn't dislike it, but I don't. It, it wasn't the story, and I think a lot of people were kind of let down by that. And New Frontier was a better one to start out with because it was a better translation. Mm-hmm. And then, then Wonder Woman came out, which I liked. Mm-hmm. After that, I thought they were. After that, I think they were a little hit or miss for a while. Mm-hmm. Like P- Public Enemies, it wasn't yeah, bad, not the strongest. It, yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Green Lantern First Fight, it wasn't bad either, but it wasn't great. I think like none of them were like awful, but they were kind of like you know so so. And then I really, and you and I did a commentary on this a few years. Ago. I really, really love Crisis of Two Earths. Oh, absolutely, yep. That was a great done in one solid. That, that's that's a really good story. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they did Under the Hood, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably one of the more popular ones because I think once that movie came out is when Jason Todd got popular again. Mm-hmm. He he wasn't as popular when he first came back in the in, in the comics, but after that movie, I think people really started to say, actually, he's my favorite character. And then you know, it, it kind of you know did some more adaptations like Batman Year One and Superman vs. the Elite. Mm-hmm. The last one I really enjoyed was Dark Knight Returns, especially part two. I thought that was a really solid adaptation. And after that, I wasn't really, I didn't watch Flashpoint either. I wasn't really, I didn't care to see the new, because we watched Red <laughs> New Video in the comics. I didn't care right, to see it on, yeah. on movies. I skipped, I saw it on Arkham initially. I actually just recently watched this a couple weeks ago for the first time. And mm-hmm. the Damien movies, I, I didn't love, they got gradually better to the point where like I thought Bad Blood was pretty good. And I really enjoyed JLA versus Titans. I thought that was probably my most favorite enjoyable one they've done since Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. And the Killing Joke sucked, but but I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to like seeing how they hit up Judas Contract. But they've mm-hmm. been kind of like on an up and down scale throughout the time they've been doing this in the last uh, like nine years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're. I mean, for me, I feel like they're on an upward trend. Uh, you know, accepting the Killing Joke. But I felt like Justice League, when when I was going into it, like Throne of Atlantis, because it had the Justice League title, I was like, oh gosh, is this going to be bad, like war? But Throne of Atlantis, I would really recommend. Batman versus Robin was a little hit and miss, because I felt like they could have done better with the Court of It was of better Owls, than the first but, one, but it was still... Yeah. Because it kind of like junked the uh, uh, Court of Owls storyline. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe they should have. Gods and Monsters, I think, was just like wacky. <laughs> Like a crazy alternate universe one, which it was enjoyable, but that was also uh, pretty violent, which we'll talk about, I think, when we get in here. Bad Blood, I I enjoyed that. Uh, I I think I, well. That's fun. Yeah, one of the reasons I really loved it is bringing Batwoman into the fold um, and not, you know, Mystery of the Batwoman, but actually Kate Kane Batwoman. Um, and then, of course, you do see Barbara Gordon at the end, so who knows what they'll do. And then I agree that Justice League versus Teen Titans was really good, so I'm hopeful that Judas Contract stays close to the... I hope it doesn't no, go I, out I of do, Son of Batman. That, that would be <laughs> sad if it does something that's like, what? This wasn't in the you know, the reading. But yeah, it, it's interesting, you know, to look at all of these because Superman, Batman, Apocalypse was like my origin story almost because that was the first time that I was ever on the Batman universe. If you're oh, yeah. 
Remember, because that's how yes. after that happened, really, or when that was announced, and and around that time, it was also said Wonder Woman wasn't going to be a sequel. The Batgirl Year One is scrapped because you know they felt like the females weren't able to do this. And I also wondered why aren't you calling the Superman Batman Supergirl, which mm-hmm. was the title of the story in 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 those books. Um, and then you know I started my campaign to bring Batgirl Year One back in, and then dusted. So that's like my origin story. Which which is super fun. Yeah, they've been kind of they were they, they've been kind of sexist in the way that they've done, or they've they've whined about not being able to do certain uh, characters. Yeah. But I think in this day and age, I I, I think a Batgirl Year One movie is only a matter of time. I I'm hoping I'm hoping, uh, you know. But since we did Killing Joke, I, I'm wondering if they'll you know, and, and that end scene I'm told happens. I'm wondering if they'll do some sort of Birds of Prey thing. But oh, they could. They absolutely could. See. Well, we talked about it a little bit, so I'm finally going to reveal that what we're going to do a commentary on, which, you know, you saw the image for the podcast episode, so you probably know already, but we're doing the 2014 direct-to-video film Batman Assault on Arkham, and it's interesting because I remember we were there, we covered this at San Diego Comic-Con, and mm-hmm. I also remember talking to Dustin about this of like, why why aren't you calling the Suicide Squad? But I think it's always this idea that it needs to be, and you need need to put the word Batman or the name Batman on in order to sell well. (laughs) So, uh, because it really is more of a Suicide Squad film than Batman. I don't even know how much Batman is in this film, but it's not very much. Right. Jay Olivia and Ethan Spaulding direct. The script is written by Heath Corson, which is interesting because he's the writer of the Batman Unlimited film. So it's like two different ends of the spectrum. So it is, this film is set in the universe of the Batman Arkham video game franchise. This film occurs after Arkham Origins. And the director, Jay Olivia, says that it takes place about two years before Arkham Asylum, which was that first game. So primarily, this story is going to focus on the Suicide Squad, and in particular, we're really going to get a lot of screen time with Deadshot and Harley Quinn. And Batman does appear because his name's in the title, but it's more. Of <laughs> what a, does that sound familiar? I know it's more of a supporting role. Basically, the Suicide Squad is made up of six criminals, and they are dispatched by Amanda Waller to break into Arkham Asylum, where they must contend with the asylum's inmates and Batman as they attempt to complete their mission. So as a quick rundown of who is playing whom, uh, Kevin Conroy, the amazing, is <laughs> playing Batman Bruce Wayne, Neil McDonough, shot Floyd Lawton, Hinden oh, okay. Walsh, who plays Starfire normally, is Harley Quinn slash Dr. Harley Quinzel, Matthew Gray Goobler is uh, Riddler, Edward Nigma, Troy Baker as Joker, CCH Pounder returns as Amanda Waller, Greg Ellis as Captain Boomerang, George Harkness, Giancarlo Esposito as Black Spider slash Eric Needham, John DiMaggio, of course, as the monster, King Shark Nanaue, Nanaue? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jen- I don't know. Jennifer Hale, one of the actresses I can always pick out her voice, is Killer, Cro- Killer Frost, <laughs> sorry, uh, slash Louise Lincoln. And finally, I had to mention him, even though he's a very minor role, Nolan North, whom I have a, like, a huge crush on. Uh, I would what? love to meet him in real life. Well, he plays Nathan Drake, and he does all these other voices that I... He's Superboy um, on Young Justice. Yes, I just, like, ugh. I would love to meet him. Uh, is KGB slash Anatoly Knaziev and Oswald Cobblepot, a.k.a. the Penguin. 
Okay. Uh, so just to give you a sense. So the reason why I picked this is it, well, it's got a dark tone to it. Uh, it's gritty. Uh, may, is it freaky? Maybe when you see heads explode. Of course it is. <laughs> um, I remember J. Olivia had, had explained. Remember he said this is like this is like a Guy Ritchie film. Oh, right. In Arkham Asylum. I remember he said that, which is that was. Okay, okay. So anyway, so I thought, like, this could be a, a good one. Yes, you know, there's, that. like, a freaky element because it's Arkham Asylum. And it's also, it it's it works well at the time because Suicide Squad, the live-action film, just came out. So I, I think it'll work well to have this as my 2016. It'll be interesting to compare the two at the very end. Yeah, I think that'll be great. So my question, uh, as we go in, before you recently saw it, I saw it the time it came out in 2014 and I recently rewatched it this week and prep for this before you even watched it last week or whenever it was, like, what were your expectations Bruce, yeah. going into it? My expectations were low because I didn't like J- jail war. And I, you know, around this time it was the new 52 and the DC comics where they were just kind mm-hmm. of pushing this grim and gritty vibe to it about how everything was bad forever and everything was Batman forever. Uh, not the movie, but you know, forever. And I just wasn't up for it. I just, I just didn't. I was just never in the mood to see this. My Batman Arkham game pedigree is sorely lacking for someone who claims to be a Batman fan because mm-hmm. I'm about like maybe twenty twenty five percent through the first game. <laughs> I, I, I'm not being that or any of the other ones. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of time. I, I, I still like. I just beat Scarecrow as of like you know four years ago. So, so I, I don't, I don't have an investment into the Batman game universe going into this film. Partly maybe it's because the live action movie was out, but partly because I remember seeing a lot of clips on YouTube and like, you know, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Well, let me let me go sit down and watch it. And, and I watched it about three, three-ish weeks ago. My, it's actually a little hard for me to remember going back, but I think I probably would have been on the same page because of the Justice League War situation that I probably didn't have high expectations. I think it was just like, oh, well, I'm going to watch this to see how it is. Yeah, the new 52, I think at that time, it was relatively new or it still had sort of a bad taste in my mouth. And so the character lineup was not necessarily the one that I would have liked to have seen, you know, especially with like Harley Quinn there at the, at the uh, I was going to say the helm. She is very much in the forefront, but because uh, that's always, you know, it, it's still hard for me to see her in the Suicide Squad. I guess I just need to yeah, get over that's it. That's been mainstream like, quickly. But, that, yeah. but that's a very new thing. It's just, yeah, weird and interesting. But, yeah, so I guess we will um, <laughs> we'll see what I, I thought or we both thought after this. Yeah. And so I guess to, to comment on what you had said about the game, I have, well, I've beat the first one. And I also played and beat the second one, Arkham City. But I've never played Arkham Origins. We played the demo because we actually interviewed those, or I did. You uh, did, yeah. Interviewed yep. those guys, but that's about yeah. it. That is, yeah. So that one I haven't. Isn't Arkham Origins, though, the one where there's like that weird background, like the Killing Joke scene appears in it? Oh, uh, well, Arkham, Arkham Knight was the one where they had oh, all the comic references. Oh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I understand so, that's a good game, though. Yeah, so Origins would be. Well, I've heard, yeah. I think maybe I'll still skip that other one. You can, you can um, still play as her. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, make me a Batgirl game any day of the week and I'll play it. From what I understand, he shoots her, but he doesn't like do do anything else. So that's how far it goes. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> life with, yeah, I know. You can never get away from me, can you? 
I think it's just my life. I'll be trolled until I die. Okay. Well, we are going to watch this film now. So we are queued up and, and uh, well, we're at 0000. And when we press play, the first thing you should see is the, you know, the WB little thing that pops up. Oh, yes. So I think that's all I can yeah. explain where we are. Yeah. So, Donovan, what are you going to be bringing with you to this film? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> so bring your popcorn, bring your licorice, bring your candy bars. Oh, man, it's been a while since I popped that one out. I will bring with me my notepad and uh, see how many – see if there – because I didn't do this last time. See if there, how many similarities there are to the live-action film. Yeah. And not just with the characters. That's true. I'm going to bring a game of Yahtzee. Oh, God. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went there. And my 3D glasses when that scene comes up. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to bring a plastic sheeting. Oh yeah, there's that too, because there's a lot of like watermelon heads popping off. This is going to be the, the, the Kingsman of the DC director video Oh movies. my gosh, yes. But no Obama. Um, <laughs> <President> <laughs> okay, Wall. well, we're going to go 3, 2, 1, play, and that's when you should play with us. Okay. <laughs> what? Why are play you laughing? <laughs> No, I didn't mean it that way. I'm just mean play your video with us. And so enjoy Batman Assault on Arkham in three, two, one, play. Dun 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 I miss the bunny. Yeah, I was expecting bugs to pop up. I guess it's for like the younger stuff. Yeah. Well does he I remember uh, when we were talking to Matthew Gregor, how he was saying he wanted to make the Riddler um, like very OCD, or that's how he envisioned his character. Do mm-hmm. you see that? Did, do you feel like that came through? Um, no, but I will say that like I remember interviewing him, and he, I could tell he had a really fun time playing this role, which oh, I appreciate. Yeah. It's interesting that he's not wearing a mask. He's just kind of out and out Edward Nimba as the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Not that his identity is a secret or anything, but it's an interesting design. And I don't remember if this design corresponds with any of the games. Uh, I think it sh- it's been so long since I've played. Because it's sort of in the same universe, I would imagine so. Right. I want to say this right off the bat, because um, this is kind of a general question. What do you think about Waller in this movie? Well, I was about to say, what do you think about her gaining weight? Because she's a little chubbier than She's been normal. fatter and fatter and fatter in all throughout the comics. I'm not, I'm not unused not to Not all throughout the comics. She's been thinner and thinner and thinner. Well, I mean, like, like the, the older stuff, she was huge. She's pretty, yeah. Well, she's got, like, a double chin in this one. Um, what do fine. I think of her in this one? I think, um, well, number one, I think CCH Pounder. Um, Viola Davis, I think, did a wonderful job in the live-action film, but I think no one can capture that voice um, in my mind as well as CCH Pounder can. I agree. Like CCH Pounder brings a slight, yeah, uh, kind of cocky edge to her. Yeah, and just like the gravitas and everything that comes. I, I, I don't know. It's just so powerful, and and yeah. Um, <laughs> what do I think of her? <laughs> a lot of blood. Oh yeah, I know. You kind of are getting a sense of. Uh, well, he doesn't brand people, which is disappointing. That's one thing I really love 
Uh, no, this, is, this is before humanity had died. <laughs> um, you know, I love how she's got like a short uh, patience with with many of the characters, and is just like mess with me, and and you know, you're going to get the horns basically, uh, which we'll see shortly. But also just getting annoyed with Enigma, uh, and I think she they capture her power, the power of her character very well. So I was pleased with how she was um, portrayed. Yeah. I was wondering, I think that like I you know I I only have superficial knowledge on Amanda War because I've only seen her in Justice League and mm-hmm. a, a comic here or there but I'm not as familiar with her as you are having read the original series but in this movie I thought that she came off particularly like she, I thought she was a bad guy in this film I know that she's a lot more of a gray character generally mm-hmm. speaking so I was I was wondering if that impressed upon you or if it felt correct in terms of how how dark she can get. Uh, yeah, I mean, it certainly can get that way. I think we've not really seen the lighter side of Amanda Waller um, with the care and the love that she... And it, it really depends, I think, with the characters that are on the team. And I kind of have an issue with the fact that Bronze Tiger has, like... We've not really seen him be a member of the Suicide Squad. And she has a really interesting relationship with him. And, and she... I don't know if I want to say loves him, but, like, she and- cares... Not in a romantic sense. When you, when you say we, we've not him. seen Bronze Tiger, where uh, were you? Well, like, I mean, this obviously. I felt like maybe Black Spider um, replaced him, um, uh, and then oh, right. you know, in the live action, we didn't see him. We, he did pop up in Arrow, okay. but not really in like the. I don't know. It just doesn't feel the same way. Having seen the live action film first, it surprised me how similar these character intros were. With like you know, yeah. like so and so is so and so. Yeah, that one was horrifying with the King Shark that he like drains people's bodies and like swims in the blood. And I don't know if I've read a comic where King Shark's actually in it. I don't know where he belongs. Yeah. So I'm not is. sure of his origin story, but certainly. So I thought Black Black Spider was a bad guy, but whatever. Well, so this is interesting because, and I'm I'm sure we'll get back to the Amanda Waller conversation at some other time. But with Black Spider, I didn't even know he existed until I read Gotham Central, and he's just in there that one issue, um, and he's killed. And now, and then he just appeared, or I guess reappeared in All Star Batman with Scott Snyder. So, do you know anything about? <laughs> well, I mean, I might be confusing him with Tiger Shark, but I remember oh. I think Snyder used him in his detective run when Dick was Batman. I remember seeing it. He was seeing it, just one of those like kind of bronze age baggers. I thought I know, that was Tiger Shark. Was he? It might have been Tiger Shark. But was he? Wasn't he also in that like Batman or Detective? Like like that, that anniversary issue with Jason Todd, like All My Enemies Against Me. Oh, may have been. Is yeah. I do like the KG Beast as a character. It's kind of cool seeing him here. You and I saw this at my house when we were getting ready to interview these guys. We saw this preview clip of her. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and we were like. Ooh. Yeah, we yeah she like, just what? wants to watch. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> it was horrifying. Uh, I, I feel you, like it's yeah. crazy as she's ever been portrayed. I yeah, I, I think I thought, yeah. Um, yeah. You you get a sense. I think in the beginning of like, oh, this is the tone of it. You get a sense of who these characters are potentially. I'm glad that they have with Floyd um, because very central to his character is his relationship to his daughter. So I'm glad that they had that little nod there. Well, what I like about this movie is that, like, the characters are bad guys, mm-hmm. but they're very three-dimensional bad guys. Right, yeah. You know, like, Floyd Lawton's, you know, he'll kill people, he, he he does this, whatever, but he's not, you know, evil. Yeah. 
And I, Do you and think? I, I would you that. say that they have a redeeming quality about them? Oh yeah. Or is that going too far? I mean, some some characters do, some characters don't. Like, I think Harley in the live action show, or the show, uh, the live action movie, which like you know, you mess with my friends. I think she would do that in the in the or at least in the pre New Fifty Two comics. Yeah. I don't know if she would do that in the in the current comics. Although I've not read a lot of her comics, and th- this movie. She seems pretty evil in this movie, so it kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, well, I guess when we get to it, um, I will say that I disagree slightly with you, but I'll, I'll, I'll when we get to that scene, I'll disagree tell you with yeah. I do like the fact that like they've established that this has happened before with some of these characters. <laughs> yeah, I like how she says, not again. That's funny. <laughs> I thought that Boomerang's name was Digger Hartness. I guess Digger is like a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad when people point that out because when they're in some sort of clothing and then all of a sudden they're in like their costumes and they're just going with it, it's always annoying. So this is their history. This is the first glimpse of uh, romance right there. Is that from the comics? No. I didn't know. I'm just saying in this film. I like the detail. It was like, you know, called a cauliflower ear implying that he's been in a lot of fights. Oh. There she is. I'm glad that they recognize that CCH Pounder is the only voice for uh, for Manderwater they should ever go to. Oh. I don't mind how big she is. I guess the, the 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 animated series had the best take on her, where it yeah. wasn't over the top. But I don't mind how, as long as she doesn't look like a cartoon character. Don't you miss her chin? <laughs> I wasn't staring at her chin when she was on screen. <laughs> the search for Amanda's chin. Oh, gosh. Day yeah. four. <laughs> Took four days. Got my microscope out there. Don't be dead. I like the line. <laughs> well, she was arrested in her costume. So I guess it wasn't that big of a stretch, but like. Yeah. Well, I at least guess. Black Spider, yeah. Right. I always think about, there's an arcade story I read in the X-Men, and they were all kidnapped. And I read that same story. Clothing. Yeah, and I'm like, what did you know? Yeah, it's just really weird. Hilarious. I like that line. She's like, you know, do this, do that. Hell, answer a question slowly. I'll kill you. I think that's kind of funny. Bye-bye. Yeah. KGB says actually died, like, a couple of times in the comics, so it doesn't really matter. But like he's come back too, so I don't I don't know how consistent he is as a character. He tried to kill uh, Ronald Reagan <laughs> back in oh, the eighties, and uh, Jason Todd had to dress up like him. Boom. I think this was when I realized that like, oh wow, this movie's for real. Yeah, this is like one. one of the times I realized. Yeah, I know. And JKGB, something he's not an expendable character, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like Harley's costume in this movie, I gotta say. I do too. Um, it's sexy, but I feel like it's not over sexy. It looks like something she would wear as opposed yeah. to like sort of like this grunge aesthetic they've ascribed to her lately. Yahtzee! Yeah. Got you. Come on. <laughs> you know, I did not realize that, that Starfire was voicing this character, so that's kind of good on her. Yeah. Did you know that um, Harley and Deadshot had um, a sexual relationship in the new 52 Suicide Squad? 
Oh, I had seen that scene. Yeah, she said okay. she like makes that joke about a clown car, and all so of us were disgusted. Like, what? So I wonder if that that's where they got the idea for these two. I think they kind of did that to just gin up the rating because I think lately they've been trying to make these movies darker and darker. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that scene. We'll get to it, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't have uh, a conceptual problem with it. Mm-hmm. The animation is—I really like the animation in this movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a highly detailed, almost anime style. <laughs> I like how they don't trust her, but she's the most. But she's the person who understands it the most. I remember um, this kind of reminds me of Gotham City Sirens, where she had to break into Arkham for reasons and uh, confront the Joker. <laughs> The kind of Tony Stark technology where holograms kind of appear out of nowhere. Yeah. They appear out of her chin. <laughs> but where is her chin? <laughs> <laughs> and her, like, you know, big frog throat. I agree. This is what we call it Suicide Squad. I understand that it's Batman, Arkham Asylum, because it's just as tied into the games, but mm-hmm. I forget that it's in the games because, oh, that's a great line, too. That's really cool. I think the script is really good. Mm-hmm. Guess <laughs> him. What else? That's really fun. Oh, this is when one of my favorite lines comes up. Now, I've only seen this once before, so I don't recall. It's probably something like, what the hell, or whatever. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> the boomer wang. Look, first into romance. What do you think about this shipper here? It was interesting because he ends up going nowhere. I know. Um, it's just such a weird couple. I like how he broke out of his uh, chains. Giancarlo Esposito randomly voices these characters. Like, he's actually like a fairly uh, adept actor in various things, and like he just kind of randomly shows up in these comic book stuff. Then it is in comics that kind of jerk them around, and uh, that's awful. Well, I mean, they're totally expendable. I mean, that's just the whole idea, and and it's not. It's hard because I, I wish you could see the other side of Amanda Waller and the fact that she actually does care for them. <laughs> but you need like so much development to actually see that. This reminds me of Star Fox. <laughs> oh yeah, the different things. <laughs> She's like insane. I love that. That's that's really funny. Yeah. And she liked it. Oh, that sucks. Oh, man, that's great. Don't give me, like, a heart attack. 
Like right away, they established like I don't think they did this as well in the, in the live action film. They established how dangerous the the, the mission is. Yeah, and like because I guess because because the idea was that those characters were supposed to be super super powered, even though they kind of weren't. But these characters are one degree to another, but like they could die at any moment. So and, there's a lot of shipping between those two. Yeah. Well, and the fact that I don't know someone's already risked their life for somebody else. Oh my god. <laughs> Bizarre. Oh, gosh. She's wiggling her legs around. <laughs> yeah. This is also kind of fairly quickly paced. It's actually a short. I mean, an hour and fifteen is not not a long movie. You would. I don't know if these movies ever go past that. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned before that like Deadshot and Boomerang have a history. Yeah, they they just annoy. Well, Deadshot hates Boomerang. Boomerang's done some things to Deadshot to like get him in trouble. He like got rid of his costume, gave it to somebody else, and then that person. <laughs> it, it's like a very elaborate thing, but Deadshot hates him, and he's threatened to kill him on numerous occasions. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. Like, the original members were like, was it Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Bronze Tiger? I guess that would... Who else? That's from the Arkham City design, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I think you get a sense of who Amanda Waller is, the fact that this is her, like, go-between here. What do you think about this, like, bizarrely cockney penguin? That's not my bag. Yeah, the colors of the Tim Burton version. That's funny. No, my God. I like the idea that, like, the villains hate Joker and Harley by extension. (laughs) (laughs) She always had really interesting designs in the games. I remember the first game, she was like this... Evil nurse, and then the second one, she just kind of went for this like streetwalker design. I don't know what she like. I don't know if she was in the other games. I guess it kind of goes along with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is Deadshot like in the Suicide Squad comics? Is he like the main character, or is it? Like- uh, well, Bronze Tiger is usually the person who's like the field commander. Uh, but then you do don't forget about Rick Flag. Right, he's not in this movie. Yeah. But, yeah. I I think he's just grown because Arrow, he was big. Okay. Um, And in the games, he was one of the villains, so maybe they're just using that. 
Is this the exact same design from the games? Um, it doesn't really remind me of it as much, but he was in costume during the game, so. What does she need sleeves to run around? Her arms get cold. Oh, that's kind of cool. Rubber bullets, high velocity. It's not as awesome taste because I, I rewatched Batman Gotham Knight the other week and Deadshot and that, that anime movie was a lot more kind of like he had the red and stuff. But he got, yeah, that's sort of the classic one, yeah. Maybe this is like because this is supposed to be early version, so. Right. <laughs> I remember seeing this, I think at Comic Con. Look how awesome I am. Who do you think would win, Bullseye or Deadshot? Bullseye. Really? Yeah, Bullseye is What's a lot more reasoning? unpredictable. He's he's crazier. I'm, he's a lot more unpredictable. Um, and he cares way less about like. <laughs> well, Bullseye would have done that. That's a Bullseye move. Um, from what I understand, like, like I'm not running enough Deadshot, but Deadshot's an assassin. Mm-hmm. Bullseye's just like obsessed with like, I don't know, like he, he can. Can Deadshot use anything as a weapon like Bullseye can? Um, I don't know about that. I mean, his specialty is ballistics, so I'm not sure. She's got the like anime like sideburns that. Rick Hunter and Lisa Hayes have they kind of go oh no you wouldn't bring that up oh boy here we go this is when I also knew that this was for real now I did not see this movie before I was I was pitch hitting for the comic cast during like Convergence pinch and Ed told me about this scene yeah. and I was like what are you talking about and then like he showed me and I was like wowzers this is oh my gosh number one how would you not realize she was in your room I guess she came up from under the bed also, number two, I don't. I was like shocked. I think my mouth was open. Well, well, it's, it's her split. I love that look at his face. Like, ha, ha, ha. Whatever. But then the there must be like, that right there. Got oh my god! <laughs> I got that fucking love. Yes. Yeah, they kind of like, destroyed the blue. Yeah, there it is. Gosh. And then the big heads, you know, just start snoring. Oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this is not your, <laughs> this is not Paul Dini's Harley Quinn. This is not, no. But that actually sets up a lot of a big subplot that kind of just persists later on. Mm-hmm. I didn't, that I did not see coming. Up. And they really play up her gymnastic ability. In yeah, this. I love how dainty she is getting to it, and then she just picks up a trash can and throws it in through the window. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like the design. I like the fact that the ears kind of like flop down. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, instead of defy gravity. I can't believe that he let that happen. Not too close. What do you think about the eye shields on his mask? I don't like Batman. With- that's what it is. <laughs> I'm a fan of Batman with blank eyes. That's. Uh, he. I, I mean, there are artists that can pull that off, like Neil Adams. What is inconsistent, but like I think as a rule, him always running around with eyes, it just looks like they're trying to take it too seriously. 
But I don't hate it. I don't know. I love the fact that Deadshot is very... Um, he has no time like, for anybody. Well, and also just the fact that he is not going to leap into something with Batman. I like that he's cautious yeah. about that. Yeah, these, I like these guys are intelligent to one degree or another. Mm-hmm. Batman hardly doing right now. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, this scene. I gotta say... I really like Killer Frost in this movie. Yeah, I think it's a combination of like Jennifer Hale's voice and the and like the really kind of cool design. Mm-hmm. But she's my favorite character this entire thing. And I think I she's just... got like good jokes, but the way she says them is so like. <laughs> but she's more of a straight out villain, but she kind of has fun with it. Yeah, this is some of that Arkham game high tech where like for some yeah. reason Batman can has, has like X ray vision. Which it's is Daredevil power. Yeah, I kind of go back and forth on giving Batman that much technology. Like having an entire computer in his cowl is 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 not. That's kind of a a recent thing. Mm. That I guess with the with the changing of the times and technology, it was always going to happen. But sometimes I think it makes him a little bit too overpowered. But you know, whatever. Overpowered? I mean, like, I mean, human. how overpowered can he get? Well, I mean, like you know, when he basically can like. Do you know have, have this magic? Like, oh, I can tell this person telling the truth. I can tell how many people are in that building, like with my mask. That's mm. I'm not used to that, but but that's not necessarily bad. It's just I don't want people to think that like that was always a thing. That is, that is a recent thing. Yeah, it's like going from the bat rope to like in the Tim Burton movies, him having the grappling hook. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just what it is. I like how Arkham is done. It's not recognized. <laughs> Escape convict Floyd Lawton. Yeah, I don't know. Do you feel like security guards are always given like a poor representation? I mean, this guy's eating a burrito. I think people always always. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Jeez. That's it's, creepy. It is really creepy. Like, like, like Har- Harley's like like dangerous in this movie, which is yeah. also something I'm not used to. Yeah, Whereas, so I guess, just like, being you know, a ditz. Yeah, like, like like I guess if you're going to keep the character around, she's got to be more than just a funny, mm-hmm. trivial sidekick. So I, I get it, but like, that, that was a legitimately creepy face. That it was, yeah. This scene makes me laugh. I, I think that security guards are always kind of made, made to be sympathetic. So, like, they're not always super vigilant. But, like, you know, it is kind of a double-edged sword in that way. But they're, they're pretty professional here. Except for the guy eating the burrito. <laughs> well, he's fat, so he's obviously a loser. <laughs> he went to Corky's. I'll call it, like, you know, impress upon. She sure is dead. Look how cool she is. Shouldn't there be a heartbeat? I mean, th- does that really only measure your I, body temperature? Well, I think that, like, there are... T- maybe she knows a method to, like... A Tibetan method to, like, slow your heartbeat down to, like, one beat per minute or something. Like, like in, uh, Die Another Day? Oh, yeah. Did they do that another day? I see, I've seen Batman. I can't watch it, but, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> I remember in, uh, Under the Red Hood, there was a scene about security guards in Arkham City. Or Arkham Asylum. There's... It's a lot more involved here. 
He's so up. <laughs> he's so like a. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, Black Spider, and this is very, very like. He 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 feels superior to everybody. It's kind of interesting. I feel like he's the least engaging for me. Like I care about him the least. Yeah, he's not. He, I think he's a very random choice. Um, cause it, but there are so many DC Comics films we're gonna do. Joker's design is interesting because, like, I remember in the games, I got the sense that he was an older Joker, but I guess now he's just, he just always has that, that uh, weird hair. Well, this is before Arkham Asylum, remember? I guess it is. And this is clearly the that's, abusive that's, relationship, also. That's, 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 that's evil. That's, that's pretty mean. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was cool. I was listening to a podcast that was talking about the, the live action movie. People said they, they, one of the hosts said that they wanted a scene like this, where she's like actively against the Joker, where in the movie she's like all about him. This is, are these two different stories, though? Yeah. And I was fine with the. I liked it in the movie because um, it seemed like they weren't an abusive. Well, also the first time you saw Harley, so you had to see her, you had to yeah. establish her devotion to him. <laughs> There's a lot of comedy in this movie. They still have recognized Digger Hartness. Whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. It's not like these guys are world famous or anything like that, but they probably should be. Well, it's not like they're Tim Drake who studies the dossiers of all the known villains. But they work at Arkham Asylum, so you think they might... Well, then again, like, Digger Hartness is not from Gotham City, so there's a thing. Like, most of these people aren't, I don't think. Dang, she's strong. So here's my question is... Well, we'll see when this happens. Oh, is this... Did she do this on purpose? Yeah. Oh, that's definitely a question I had when I first... When I watched the whole of the movie, I don't know. But with Troy Baker and Hendon Walsh, they do a good job sounding like Mark Hamill and Arlene Sorkin. I wonder why Tara Strong didn't play. I don't know. Maybe she was busy um, voicing ponies at the time. <laughs> You're like idiots. <laughs> it's just like a French waiter. I like this scene a lot. This makes, this makes me laugh. Like, I'm a little like, disturbed that this guy gets his jollies from naked women. <laughs> that, makes, that makes me laugh. <laughs> She's like, "You're dead." <laughs> But I remember in the animated series that Killer Frost is like a stone cold, pun intended killer. So yeah. I, I, I I like this where she kind of just like just shows up, and this right here where she's just like, screw you, boomerang. Kicks him in the wee wee. Magoos. <laughs> I think she's great. Not the first time or the last time his ghoulies will get hit. 
He, he, he's, he Captain, Captain Boomerang does not have a great time in this movie. No, but no one likes him. Would this work? Pretty much a silverware in the microwave? Yes, it would. Well, because it, it would spark and everything. That seems like a lot. Well, I, I like this, how he like then picks up a spoon. He's like, yeah, one one more spoon to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My calculations are correct. Nobody notices. And they're the, like, 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 Waller told uh, Killer Frost to get after Riddler, but why did they should tell them to go to Arkham? Because she didn't tell them about the dirty bomb. No, she did not. So what are they doing? Well, because Batman's the one looking for the dirty bomb. Well, Killer Frost is told, yeah, to kill the Riddler. The everyone else is told to get the information he has. In his in his thing, because he has information on all of the members of the Suicide Squad. Oh, that's right. Deadshot, I just realized Deadshot has a Fu Manchu. It was like early seventies. Harry Osborn. Yeah. The, the the facial hair that Peter Parker ignored. <laughs> I don't know if that would happen. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll try it out tonight. Wait, what do you mean the explosion? Yeah, blowing up the microwave and having an Well, EMP. Black Spider opened up a gas main, so it was uh, the spark. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's pure. You and your science. I thought you were obsessed with science. Well, your science and podcast only. We never see uh, uh, Amadeus Arkham in this. Or oh, Jeremiah Arkham, I guess his name. But eh, it doesn't matter. We don't need to sully the waters with unnecessary characters. Well, he is the director of Arkham Asylum, but <laughs> <laughs> I hear that like it, it would be uh, indulgent. The, but I don't know if he was even in any of the Arkham games, but whatever. Maybe it was. There were those tapes you had to find, but that was his ancestor or whatever. Right. You uh, just need to finish that game, sir. I do. <laughs> I also like the idea that she has a, a Joker tramp <laughs> I know. Joker. But what this guy's like interested that? in like, what kind of fun are you having? There, I mean, what kind of kinky things are going on in Arkham Asylum? Well, yeah, I don't know. Crazy, also, how do they guys. do background checks on their uh, security guards? I don't know. They, they hire guys like Lockup and Harley and Quinzel and such and such. <laughs> There's a lot of those, like, you know. Oh, yeah, this, this, like, I don't know, Reservoir Dogs S soundtrack mm-hmm. or something. They sure are bad guys, you guys. Do you think Boomerang has a pink unicorn in his jacket? Uh, if he doesn't, then uh, minus 50 points. <laughs> Although he didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't talk like a monster like he did in the Jack Courtney's impersonation. <laughs> what? <laughs> and she blows his head off. I love this. The fact that he comes up with a great plan. That's a very interesting, like, 
I don't know the. I really don't know anyone. I know Killer Shark, Killer King Shark is in the comics, but I don't. I don't know where he's from. I don't know what his backstory is. Seems like a. I don't know. Either the, an offshoot or a more lethal or like carnivorous version of Killer Croc. Because like in, in the Flash show, he was a gigantic like street shark. Right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, street I lo- shark! <laughs> I love the detail. Eddie Nash and AK Deborah Nigma. That thing's kind of cool. He's actually from the Golden Age. I like this scene. <laughs> they call me Slipknot. Oh, yeah. This is very Metal Gear Solid. I feel like it shows... I think this movie does a good job of showing the varying degrees of, um, you know, what these characters can do. Mm-hmm. Which I think... And the personalities. Yeah, so they can sneak in. Uh, you know, they have the stealth that they needed, and then soon we'll see their their fighting abilities. You gotta love when someone says, "Wait for it." Ow! <laughs> Erica, <laughs> that's also funny too. Yeah, call yeah. him a sealister. <laughs> I like that line. USA. That's fine. Because it's like, yeah, because Harkness is. Because he's Australian, yeah. I can hear John DiMaggio's voice too. Right? Yeah. I wonder if he feels typecasted because he always goes for these. Films. I know we've asked that before, and I forget what he said. Everyone knows martial arts. <laughs> I'll get the Riddler's can, that's right. This 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 movie also oh god bless. Yeah. This movie also drags an interesting I was just about to say. Gossy count two three. Um where you're you're not so much rooting for bad guys, but you're just seeing what's going to happen with them. Yeah. Here's another guy. Do you know who plays this woman? Andrea Romano. Andrea Romano. Romano. I can tell. <laughs> I'm not in the mood, Zaz. I'm not in the mood tonight, You'd think that would like, provoke him to kill her, but whatever. Yeah. He does a Batman Returns thing. Do you think they would ever do Zaz in live action? Or is he just... He's in Batman Begins. Doesn't he just escape in a thing? Well, he has... He was barely a cameo, but like he does have the scars. He did have the knife, which is cool. I'm a fan of this. I love his first story from um, the last Arkham from Shadow of the Bat. Uh, if you ever read that, it's the first four issues of the Shadow of the Bat series where Batman's trapped in Arkham Asylum. He is so cool. And he has like those kind of triangle eyes that he had in Nightfall. I, I love the original Zaz design. They just kind of ran away from since then. Do you think he's too dark for um, live action? He is one of the darkest Batman villains. I think that. Uh, uh, I think if you were to show him in a movie, for him to be the main antagonist, it, it would prompt the story to be. It's not really fit for all ages, but you know. Was yeah, Batman versus Superman all ages? No, it wasn't. 
So I guess he could, but they're not going to do that crap again because look how much the world made fun of them. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> These random thunderstorms. It's like, like I got it. Ta-da. Do I have your attention now? Ta-da. I like how he's sort of the unnamed leader. Because no one was really given command. Well, I like because like he's done this before, and he has no patience for a single person on that team. So he just kind of just wanted to get it done with. But at the same time, like it's not like people just kind of just suck it up and take it. I mean, they they kind of do, but like at various parts, they don't like it. <laughs> Where she heard that before? Yeah, I know. Maybe that's the point where she uh, retconned her intent to, to do wishes with the Joker later on. Well, he didn't hit her. He just, you know, shoved her. Look at this guy. Is that a so, or a mohawk? It's an I feel like question. it's both because when we've seen him, it, it seems like it's a fin, but I don't know. That's one of the best character origins they've, that's ever been done. Yeah, because it's so ironic. Like you'd never be Absolutely. able to pick it out. Yeah. Robin, like, what was she before she went bonkers? A clinical psychiatrist. I got there was a, there was somebody at, at my job who was going to see Suicide Squad. Was interested in like, Carly Coy, and it's like, what's her story again? I was like, ah, oh, well, she used to be the Joker psychologist, and you can see her eyes light up like, <gasps> really? <laughs> so, it's just one of those like you know really like yeah. once you get the idea across, it's just so. Uh, it's engaging. Ooh, ventriloquist. There's a couple of references I'm sure you'll like. I found one. Yeah, I found one of my students. Um, I found out my student. One of my students' fathers is a forensic psychologist, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It's like Gail Simone's back row when she—that's what she was studying to become. Oh yeah, I forgot that, I forgot that detail. Did you, did you not? <laughs> I wanted to talk to her about it, but I was like, "Nah." I forgot how you felt about that. Well, did she ever become one? She, That's what she, I felt. She about. failed like she failed at everything else. She didn't do much. Keep all the scrap in yeah. the house. But... Yeah! Oh, man. <laughs> Such classic villain. <laughs> but he makes fun of him. He's oh, like, yeah. I've never heard of these guys. That's funny. Bunch of losers. This is interesting. So I was kind of wondering why she would need a gun, but I guess she just has cold power. She can't necessarily direct them at people. I have no idea. I think she just likes it. Just like, I don't know. Maybe she just likes the, likes having a cold gun. But it seems like it, because you'll see when it like powers up and then she can shoot it. But I don't know if she can shoot from her hands. You know what? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if she, because look how it, oh, maybe not. I don't remember if she fired like ice key blasts. Like she touched that guy. I forgot what yeah. she did in her intro sequence. <laughs> like, she, like she wasn't like flying around like, like Iceman or anything like that. Yeah. That's a big... Oh, man. I like how other guys kind of just take it to Batman. I, like, I actually kind of like the colors in his costume. KGB, I saw that. I think it's a bad idea to have all these supervillains crap in the same room. 
kind of begging trouble. I like how skilled she is, but then she's just like clotheslined. <laughs> I like Harley Quinn, but you know, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the idea that she's not that gigantic of a threat. Yeah. There's a lot of also like a lot of like batterings and heads, which I love. It's a kind of like, like rude violence that I find funny. What do you think about these brass That's, knuckles? That's cool. Electricized, but I remember him fighting yeah. the, uh, the Thanagarians with those. Oh, no. The animation's really good here. Ooh, oh, I thought it chopped his head. No, it's in his ghoulies. His ghoulie hit number two. I felt that one. <laughs> oh, my ghoulies. Oh, poor James Bond. There's a lot of... A lot of damage going on in Arkham. You think they would, they would notice? Like their entire like gigantic warehouse. <laughs> Are we good? One, two, three, four. It, it can't be. <laughs> I wonder what fighting level Black Spider is. Like, if you were to rank the fighters of the DCU, where he ranks? I don't think he's in the top ten. You don't think so? No. Oh. I think there, like, a lot of the characters, like the characters who are the best fighters, you know that they are. You don't have right. to like, find that out. I would say so. Yeah. Karate Kid, Shiva, Bronze Tiger, Cassandra Kane. Um, <laughs> <I'm laughs> Riddles. I like this. Like, that's too easy or whatever. I, I think Bethany Gruber did a great job. Yeah. It's, it's not... I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know about this, but it grew on me. I love that costume with, like, the icicles at, at the top of her uh, sleeves. And I guess her hair is kind of like, like, like it's not meant to freeze over, but it kind of has an artist Yeah. Effect. Animation's good. Honestly, this does look kind of like, not totally like an anime, but like the design works out pretty closely. How can he get a voice out when his throat's frozen? Maybe it's just skin deep. We will. She's eyeballing. She's trying to hook up with him. <laughs> Troy Baker does a very good job sounding like, like, like Mark Hamill, I must say. Do you think he's jealous, like, or just that someone has something that's... that's I think his... it's an ego thing more than, okay. like, I want Harley to like me again. This, I mean, we're reflecting back to, what, Shipper Spotlight 20... 20... Uh, 12, uh, 13. Yeah, we're, we talked about, yeah, 
about this and does he love her and is he just using her? I mean, I'm not a fan of domestic abuse, but I think from what I, just from how I've grown up, the Joker doesn't care about Harley Quinn. Yeah. He does a really good job. And he voiced Batman in one of the Lego games, so he's, he's a very versatile actor. Yeah. I mean, we, we had that infamous moment when interviewing him at Comic-Con. He's like, oh man, the killing joke. I love it so much and he just face palms. <laughs> and, and he was like, I know, it's great. I remember that. And I was also sick that one day. And so we interviewed him twice, and he like made a comment the next time about how my head was down the entire time. I was like, "Oh gosh, well, I mean, I was sick." I like how the the <laughs> I like how some of the scenes kind of just slide like this, like all, all double. It looks like a video game cutscene. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the the directing is very uh, intentional. If that makes any sense. I think it's also very comic, too, where someone's talking to another person. Zooms in and out. Yeah. And sometimes you do, like, half a person's face and the other half. This reminds me of uh, Scott Snyder's stories where, like, the Joker has magical police killing powers. Magical? I mean, like, like he's so fast that he can take down one. I guess one guy at a time is fine. Yeah, There's I don't understand so what happens to the other guy. He grabbed his ghoulies. No, <laughs> it can't be. No, but he like blinds him. He is. He is fast. What? Does he shoot his eyeballs out? I don't understand. Shoots him in the head? No, but that guy's still alive, isn't he? I don't remember. Oh, no, never mind. I'm thinking about something. <laughs> I think about another I don't cartoon. Remember. Never mind. I'm thinking about something else. This isn't Gravity Falls. This is Arkham Asylum. Or what? <laughs> Why does it always come back to that? This made me laugh, too. Oh, there's, there's a, there's a mean spirited edge to this movie, but I think it's appropriate for the characters. Like, it gives him personality. (laughs) (laughs) I love Killer Cross in this. Damn, it's splashed across the place. Someone pointed out that, like, if Black Spider is really spoiler, how did he let this allow Deadshot to ice these guys? He's going to kind of not think about it. Oh, right. Man, they really were. I, I noticed it the last time. They really were, you know, putting those two together. Yeah. He'd crush her. Okay. No, I'm saying that's the. I do think about that kind of stuff, like the whole Superman Lois Lane thing, and just it bothers me on a, on a on a logistics level. Well, I guess you don't try not to think about it too much. I, I don't, but you know, when the movie does it seven times, <laughs> what, what choice do I have? <laughs> don't oh, think no. about it, Donovan, as like these scenes are happening over and over again. <laughs> I mean, there's an easy explanation. I'd like to hear it. I'm not going to see so. <laughs> <laughs> Sick, sick, sick puppy. Again! It happens again! <laughs> Man, I must have been texting you Whenever those things popped up. 
Well, I mean, the fact that she's leading him and, and That's cool. says, like, trust me. I mean, there aren't too. many relationships for But him. she has that kind of, like, you know, like, longing look, like, you know, trust me. It's well, not no, like, no, she's no, not tricking yeah. him. But I, but I think there's clearly some sort of connection between the two. Yeah, yeah, there is. I guess it must be a pyro thing where she has to touch something to make it go on ice. She, she can't just, like, fire uh, yeah. ice energy blasts. Like she could in the other cartoons or in the other version. I don't know. I don't remember how she was in Young Justice either. I forget how her powers worked. Because some of these ice characters are kind of the same. Depends on how they, how they do things. It was this guy I was thinking about. Dun, 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 dun. Now this is right out of like a golden age Batman story where he did the same thing to like this Napoleon looking character. Which is like this is one of those silly cartoon things but it's kind of neat. Just saying, you know, I, I have an idea. I'll, I'll switch somebody's costume. I wish he had the gigantic hammer in the movie. That would have been cool. She had one small hammer in one two-second scene. That's kind of... Yeah, she just was carrying that bat was the main thing. I'll stand guard. Now, this, is, this might be a nitpick. Uh, I don't really have a problem with this, but it's an observation I have where, like, I don't know, like, like the Riddler is, he's, he's a very smart guy. He's a very kind of, like, puzzle-oriented person. I guess he's always about the puzzles and stuff. So when he's like, ah, I, I can, you know, decimate, or I can calculate how many volts go through your body, it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Interesting take. But I don't know. I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. <laughs> this thing this was this almost seemed gratuitous but I get the point of it why doesn't anyone think it's strange that black spider is not suiting up or, or sitting down he'll keep watch no they'll figure it out when they need to I know but you think like don't you want to get the bomb out too how did he answer the phone (laughs) he didn't press it i know no i'm not sure about it either (laughs) hold on because if that were true then um she should have been listening in on everything (laughs) doesn't really look like a spider thank goodness that was one of the hints right there. Look at that. She's her eyes bugging out. <laughs> no more crap. She looks like Batgirl from Birds of Batgirl in the Birds of Her. Oh gosh. No more crap. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like I love that with Harley. Can she see in there? I guess you're not. Dead shot, Harley Quinn. That's not nice to say. This would have killed him. <laughs> but, you I know, feel I feel like that's true as well. It this seems is, this was on for like, like like this is like execution level like electricity. Yeah. This isn't like seconds. one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right.
When you first saw this, did you know what was going on with him? I didn't. <laughs> um, I think I may have had suspicions. It was spoiled from YouTube. YouTube. But... Favorite line of the whole thing right there. Amanda's line? Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, I like that too. Screws the... Well, that's like her. <laughs> So this is all. Uh, this one was the worst one. I thought, oh my gosh. Honestly, there's a vision in it. <laughs> oh God, bless. So there, horrifying. What? Oh, Tore the weird part of his chair. Oh. Ah! This is a good scene. Bam. Best gun ever. <laughs> That's good. Uh, there's an anime. Aw. His, uh, in um, oh, that's good. Uh, this, this is a good moment. Alas, poor Yurik. I knew him, Marisha. <laughs> oh gosh, Denzel. That kind of cracks me. I don't. Up. I don't know what that means, though. Is it supposed to be Denzel Washington? Like, what do you? Well, the good, Denzel that's... joke? Yeah, I don't get it. Well, I think he just well. He was black, and he had a goatee, so I guess he looked like Denzel. Oh, that's lame. Like, Denzel doesn't always... Well, I don't face. know. What? Oh, that would hurt. <laughs> that's gratuitous. Do you think your mom would find that amusing as a joke? No. <laughs> the Denzel joke? Her ex-boyfriend. I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you referred to him as that is funny. Dun, 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 dun. That's so. Now, what I was gonna say is that, like, um, when Shark's head blew up, it reminded me of an anime called uh, oh, no. Fist of the North Star, okay. where people would have like this cartoonish spines that kind of bubble up and blow up. That it was very much like that. I'm here, <laughs> How are they not dead? Okay, yeah, they're still fraud. Like that's that's. Yeah. They should not have done that because that kind of claws. That claws at a like Harley should be dead. They all should probably like be lobotomized or something. They should. They should, they should be dead. I, I know they're wearing like you know like like whatever costumes, but. So I mean, he rescues her. So there's, I think there's something at least like he has some sort of connection with some of his teammates. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> I'm gonna lie, that 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 is really violent. I wonder what level of um body armor he has on if he's hit like that. Mm-hmm. So this is where I said I may disagree with you. In what way? Which we'll see. Well you were saying about Harley, she doesn't really have any connections with the team. I feel like she goes over... I feel like she's saving her team by going over there. Because she looks at them first. And, like, okay. tries to pull him away. But, I mean, we'll see as we... Well, it's interesting because I, I don't feel like she... She had... I don't know if she seemed like she connected with them as much. I mean, she did with Deadshot, but... Mm-hmm. There's that goth... Uh, red lipstick and white makeup. <laughs> they got him for the Hot Topic crowd. 
I mean, I think she knows how lethal he is, though, and is trying to what is it? save him, but I don't know. I mean, what, just look at her face and her, I mean, try, I, I just feel like she's trying to help them out to a certain extent. Hmm. You might be right. I'm unwilling to argue. Deadshot kick, should, should kick, kick his ass. I would agree. You and I get into discussions about how, what are Joker's fighting abilities. I don't think Joker, I mean, he's fast and he's kind of nuts. I don't think Joker's proficient enough to like, like necessarily, if somebody is, you know, has, has good fighting skills, Joker should be beaten up. But, it's, well, it's, it's happened I enough throughout his, throughout his history where it's happened. We have to listen back to a commentary you and I did on Almost Got Him, because remember, he's, he's like holding his own against Batman. And Almost he got said him? that that was okay. Yeah, wasn't it that one? They oh, were fighting Mad on a train. Mad Love. Oh, okay, Matt. Yeah. Well, I like that because like he was kind of like enraged, so he was a lot more unpredictable there. But like, to me, like I, I don't know if if like a black belt in in like Taekwondo ran the Joker, he should be able to beat him up. But I guess it kind of depends on who who gets the drop on who first. Yeah. I like the <laughs> fact that um, when Boomerang comments about you like outfox it or out crazy the Joker, I like that. Might. Oh. I like this. Shot. I'm gonna kill Waller. <laughs> That's a good shot. You know, I mean, I mean, it's not great, but I, I, I think if we're going to characterize the Joker, this is what this is the one I prefer, where he just does not care about Harley. Because I, I think it's it's more de- def- defi- it's more definable towards the idea of him. Uh, although, I mean, I didn't dislike it in the live action film. I, it was just kind of bizarre to see. I think now is when the team starts to fall apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is kind of like the end times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she had like a, her Josh. hand on the side. Yeah. <laughs> right in the face. Man, there's a lot of funny violence in this movie. How did you do that? That's quite a line. <laughs> tainted love. When did Batman have time to patch himself up? Uh, an off-panel off land. I hate that place. Where, where, where anything is possible. Look at this guy. Two-Face. That's yeah, neat. look at him. Look at this. The I don't Bay. necessarily understand why he would be hooked in for any off chance that he could use. I don't Batman. think Bane belongs in Arkham, but that's that's one of my things. Like, oh, not okay. every single Batman villain goes to Arkham, but you know, for convenience, they do. Or like Ivy does. I, yeah. Well, I disagree with you about Two Face being in Arkham, but we got into that discussion. So. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You're wrong. I think you and Josh were both against me. I forgot when we were, when we argued about that, but yeah. There's a point where, like, you know, I, I want to just leave this movie. <laughs> Do you think Poison Ivy could carry a movie on her? Uh, just without Batman or anything? 
Oh, no. Um, like, as a primary villain in yeah. a film. Yeah, Poison Ivy is one of my favorite villains of Batman. My top- <laughs> I'm a top five. Like, I, I legitimately like how hateful she can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that she, she's a character that's, that's developed enough where it can be more than two-dimensional. Here he is. Commissioner Gordon. This is before they uh, euthanized him. Youth? Oh, oh that I, sounds bad. Yeah, that's, 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 before they youthened him up, I guess. It's classic uh, gray hair. <laughs> All hell is breaking loose. I love Gilder Frost in this. Oh, I find her so much. I find it to be a lot of fun. Was she like, yeah? Poison Ivy and her tentacle monsters. Of course. I like how she. I like her eyes. That's kind of cool. She looks alien. And they're kind. This, guy, is, this they're, design's very much based off of the video. Right. They're all her dead fellows. Mm-hmm. What a world that would be if you could. Uh... I was worried here. Like, Did she just kill Two Face? But I guess I know. Well, how is he able to run? You think she I wouldn't care? <laughs> I guess it's the same thing that. Oh gosh. <laughs> that, now this. Um... I, I, it's not clear if she died or not. Do you think she's dead? Um. Oh man, it isn't clear. But I mean, she. I don't know how fast the car was going, but that was like a head-on collision. She probably didn't have her seatbelt on, and then it exploded. So there's, I don't know. If she created an ice cocoon. I don't know. I think there's there's leeway up forward time. I, I wanted to leave because she was my favorite, but no one. A lot of people dies in this. So. And also, there's a more than one killer frost. There's they can get the uh, Caitlyn Snow killer frost next time. There you go. <laughs> they, so the this Christian movie did, this movie did a really good job establishing among all these other plots. <laughs> yeah. How Digger and Floyd hate each other. Yeah. There's another Arkham breakout, but they, they they handle this in like 10 minutes as opposed to like, you know, all of Nightfall. All of Nightfall, gosh. This is the rematch we were all waiting for. <laughs> what a disappointment. He has a gigantic, like, Crash Bandicoot jetpack on his back. Good lord. I don't know, his head was big enough to have all those kinds of uh, plugs. This is this is Bane when he's kind of like I think I don't you know he's such a mainstream villain now where like he's kind of taken for granted as this kind of rampaging monster who doesn't speak but <laughs> oh it's Batman Robin Poison Ivy with her big flower her big flower do you think. The commish and Batman would trade like BFF, like little necklace things. Well, they did before. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they, they, they made each other like you know uh, candy bracelets that spelled out their names. <laughs> some l- numbers in the place of some letters. He's gone, sir. <laughs> Something want to nail his feature. His mustache. I consider Gordon to be Batman's best friend. But then there's a lot of other characters yeah. for that. So my question is, where were they when that whole thing happened with Boomerang and why didn't Boomerang notice? I mean, how big is that plane? Um, was there that a curtain a behind there? I don't know. 
I just wonder where they were. I don't think that, I think that's it. It's just this wide open space, so where were they? I think Deadshot should, like, the way that Deadshot just man, yeah, he should fold him into origami. And then, like, <laughs> chew him like a gun wrapper. So, the question, my question is, whom do you think she's trying to shoot? Shoot Fluxo, shoot Fluxo. No. <laughs> um, I mean, the question is an answer. I think it's left I, purposely ambiguous. We don't have do you have answers. any thoughts? <laughs> I think that, um, she, I think she took the gun instinctively, but did not know what to do with it. That's what I think. Now die. <laughs> well, at least someone's steering the plane. I will stop them. Poor Gotham. I'm a world spider. Who's flying this thing? Very smart. <laughs> oh my gosh. What kind of helicopter is that? Where did I come from? I think it's an MCU helicopter. Okay. Oh, they took so it, it landed house. when they were trying to contain the breakout. MCU helicopters have like, like uh, uh, anti-air missiles. Yeah, I guess it's a military helicopter for the work. It's <laughs> like, get over here. This would have killed them. Oh, that's cool. Is this really how, how quickly Batman is to always save Harley Quinn? It's because he doesn't take her seriously. You think, Roy, that's it? I mean, it's like, well, if I'm going to save somebody, it's going to be the woman. But I think, honestly, like, like he's like, if I'm going to save somebody, let me save somebody who can afford to live another day or whatever. This was, this was interesting. I like it. I did not see this coming where she's just so crazy. This is like the final boss fight. The acid. <laughs> Why is she crying? Um, I thought maybe it was raining outside. But I don't know. Yeah, I know. And all of this, like, hitting things, how come it's not exploded? Oh, that's a good point. Cut the red wire. Do you trust it? No. It's obviously done in, like, Joker uh, dialogue. Where did that come from? Lobo's chain? It's, um, come out of his pocket, of course. That's, like, superhuman speed right there. Oh, that's this one. Deadshot actually just gets injured. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he gets pretty worked in this. <laughs> I mean, look at the glass shards that are in his back and his right. tummy. There, there really is. I, I mean, <laughs> Deadshot gives him a lot to go for, but I think that like the injuries that he sustains could have killed him or should have killed him. 
Well, yeah. That's one of those lines where I feel they kind of like put it in there for the uh, the movie. Look at that! Oh my gosh! There's this new kind. That kind of stuff would kill. Them. I know. <laughs> Don't call me Puddin. That's cool. Ah, uh, <laughs> a little Spike Spiegel there. <laughs> of course. Well, he waited a long time. Yeah. He's like Googling how to defuse bomb. I always, I like how Joker's arms were kind of folded. Like whatever. Yeah. Uh, he he'll live to be crazy another day. And Batman's like, all right, I'll just, I'll just wait till he shows up again. <laughs> Bet you this a billion times. I like how you can legitimately like kill the Joker off in a movie and like not care because <laughs> it's so obvious he's gonna come back. <gasps> Look at her. The jump, she's jump. Bigger than him. That is one thing. She's she's tall too. I don't know if she's supposed to be tall. I like that. Oh, it's just you. That's that's a good line for her. Yeah. She, she's not scared of him. Mm-hmm. You're a messy They work well. They work off for each other well. Kimber Conroy and uh, CCH. CCH, yeah. And I mean, yeah, you have to with these two because anytime they meet up, it's like something big's about to happen. Right. I think they're like they they don't like each other, but there's there's mm-hmm. that requisite level of respect to their intelligence. Mm-hmm. So it's like, ugh, it's you, but like they know, like you know, on on a, on a they they connect on, a, on a one level or another. Yeah. <laughs> Disappeared. I almost wanted her to like hold up her hand or like and maybe like her hand would like shake a little bit or something to show like it so, did still get to her. I don't know. I think it would have been an interesting human element. But then you've got this. I like this. Mother. <laughs> it, was like, it was like vacation costume. And then I yeah, and this... his girls over there with Paddington. So how do you feel that we end right there on that note? I'm glad that you don't see him pull the trigger because I think that I like wondering. I mean, it looks like she's 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 done for, but like it's not they're not gonna kill off Elmer Waller. So I, I liked how they ended there. So I thought that this was mm-hmm. I thought that this script top to bottom was was pretty sharp. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's got a good level of. I think it's a well thought out plan. There are several layers to the story with the different. I mean, there are like three missions going on if you think about it, and then there's a good amount of humor, but not enough to like make it a screwball comedy. Well, the humor comes from characterization that kind of there's it comes in where it feels or it it uh, doesn't impede on anything. Like when they're falling from the boxes, right? And Harley's like laughing upside down. Yeah, that's great. Like those kind of things. No, no yeah. I, I, I really like this movie. I mean, like, yeah. it's not one of my like, like, top favorites, but mm-hmm. it, it's definitely a movie. Like, when people bring it up, it's like that was a good movie. I, I, I would not mind seeing that again. 
Yeah, I would agree. How is it like, if you had because they've done? Oh, I love that uh, Dead Shot created by Lou Sarah Swartz, Amanda Waller, John Stern, John Byrne, Harley Quinn, Paul Dini, Bruce Timm. I love when they do that. Uh, if you were, to, if you could come up with like a top five of these DC director video movies, what would this? Do you think you could? And if you couldn't, how would this rank? Um, I could. I don't know if this would go on my top five. Right. I think about. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think my top five are all in my phase one, as I'm calling it. Maybe top ten. Uh, yeah, I think top ten. Ones that I could, I, I mean, I just watched this over the weekend, you know, to prepare for it. So the fact that I'm not bored or anything, I think, is a reason why I would like it. Whereas other ones, you know, it could be a couple years until I see it, uh, and I'd be fine with that. So yeah, but I, I think, uh, I think it's well done. I think, like I said, that it's for me, anyways. It seems like uh, maybe a transition to better movies, getting. Getting more experience on another belt and understanding like which way to go. I think it is edgy. Uh, I think it's like a also a big point of going to a darker, more violent, more sexualized route, which I think now we saw perhaps the pinnacle of that. You know, a killing joke. But I felt like this was the most violent uh, and sexed up uh, DC movie that I had ever seen, which was very shocking when I first saw it. What do you think, uh, because I remember you had talked to Dustin previously, like after The Killing Joke and everything, and you thought that The Killing Joke didn't necessarily warrant an R-rated film. Do you think this could oh, yeah. have been potentially, was this a little harder than the other one? You know, I think this is, this, is, this is a perfect, like, I think that some of the movies I did beforehand, you know, technically they're PG-13 because they had swearing and violence, but this right. one feels like an actual PG-13 film in theaters. Yeah. Where, you know, there is there is like you know the, the adult content that's not meant for children, mm-hmm. but I don't think it ever goes. To me, yeah, this is violent. This is sexualized. But to me, it never feels like it's uninvited in this type of story. It is, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I like, you know, the nudity jokes with with Killer Frost and the the, the sexiness with Kill, uh, Harley and Deadshot because I feel that like that's character driven. Yeah, and it doesn't. The, not, not every single scene is about that. And it's violent, but the, you know, as 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 hard edge as it is, the characters are still fleshed out. So it feels like a story that's definitely meant for older audiences, but it's a good story that's meant for older audiences, mm-hmm. and not just one where like, whereas I mean, the, the killing joke, um, like you saw like guys get shot in the head, stuff like you know, there's that photo scene, photograph scene with Barbara, but honestly, like, it wasn't as though like. A lot of things throughout the movie really warranted that. It kind of it kind of came and went, mm-hmm. you know. Like there were still moments like where you know you couldn't show Gordon's butt like he did in the comic. You could you couldn't have a guy say the f word like he probably would in an R rated movie. Yeah, and it, it felt very like picky and choosy and not really like they were trying to tell a story. It felt like you know, well we'll punch up here but we won't here, and that felt like it impeded on the story and the comic. Whereas this one. It felt like they took a story, they they wrote it out, and they added these touches along the way, which made sense for the the moment. But it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they were trying to go for a harder edge rating, more so than they kind of had a story and wrote it accordingly. Mm-hmm. Makes any sense? I know. I mean, I I don't know if this would be my top five. But to me, when I think of like the ones I really enjoy, it's like Christ on Two Earths, Under the Red Hood. Dark Knight Returns Part Two, or it's all, the whole movie because I have the whole movie. After that, uh, maybe, maybe 
Superman vs. the Elite. Although I only saw that once. I like that, though. Um, oh, on, on the New Frontier I really liked. Maybe this would be kind of close in the top six or whatever, but uh, it's hard because I've, I've seen a lot of these, but I've not seen all of them, so it's interesting which ones I care about. Oh, also, uh, JLA versus Titans I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does this compare for you to the live action? I think, again, we, we, uh, comic film review, uh, as of the August episode, we uh, talked about the live action Suicide Squad, which ultimately I liked. I think this is a better Suicide Squad story than that, though. Mm-hmm. It feels this, this is just more focused. I think you get, I honestly think you get more characterizations from the characters who aren't Harley Quinn and Deadshot. You know, you get you get some from Killer Frost, from uh, Shark, from Boomerang, and it feels like the movie is about them as people more than that one was about, you know, people. It felt like that that one, you know, I mean, I like that movie; it's watchable, but it does feel like it's a movie to ex- it's a movie where the story is a lot more inconsequential than it being there. Whereas this one. I mean, this. One, I mean, I, when I heard about this movie, I felt that like they're kind of doing it just to be kind of a dark movie or whatever. But it feels like someone had a story idea and they kind of went with it. Do you think you can only have a story or develop the characters and give them a good relationship, or can you have both? I think that if I were, because you know, as, as an aspiring writer myself, if you have a story idea, I think that the the best case scenario is that the story is dependent upon very well-written characters to make that story come alive mm-hmm. so it's it's like story first but a good story requires good characters and you know and it, it depends and the, that, that, that characters don't they don't always depend on the name like you know just because batman's in the movie doesn't mean it's gonna be a good movie it depends yeah. on how how that character in that movie is written and i think that in this verse because deadshot was great in this movie i like will smith but like this one he was he was very um Maybe it's because it was Will Smith who's a lot more recognizable, but in this one, he was very multifaceted. And Harley was darker, but she was entertaining. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I like the Joker in this movie. <laughs> I, thought this, I thought this was a very bog-standard Joker, where I find him entertaining. You know, he's kind of funny, but he's also kind of dark and violent. And, you know, Waller was, Waller was good. So, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting comparison because it is a movie of these same characters, but, you know, you have a live-action movie for mainstream audiences and then this is a director video movie for not only dc comics fans but fans of the games so it's kind of i don't think it's necessarily apples and oranges but it it seems like it is on some instances it's not a great thing to compare it to but other hand when you want to compare it to you can see which where the pros and cons lie mm-hmm. what do you think yeah i think well you know with the running time i think the the live action film had more freedom to develop relationships and make it feel like a team and have, you know, those character vignettes and everything to care more about them. Whereas, you know, besides the title cards with this one, you didn't get to know them too much in their backstory. And I think there were only a few characters that you could really get into. Um, Like I said, I wasn't really interested in black spider very much i didn't really find him too intriguing and then it depends on how you interpreted harley's motivations and her actions as to whether you believe she was on the side of her team or not but i think the story i I would say you know i think the story is a little bit stronger here than it is over with the live action because we were sort of debating you know what was (laughs) what was going on at times right this this is not as confusing 
Yeah. And I, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to find a balance act, but I don't think it's impossible to be able to develop fine characters and have a good team and have a solid story or mission. But I, I just don't think I'm not sure if we found that quite yet. I think it's also like with these movies, you're going, in, especially with comic fans, you're going into it with the assumption that they know that their audience has a basic knowledge of DC comics. So when you have the KGB and Black Spider or whatever, they don't really need to try very hard to introduce them. Um, and maybe that's a pro or con, but like in mainstream movies, you know, okay, Enchantress, like, you know, it, how much are, does the story require you to know about her or Killer Croc? So it's tr- in that way, in terms of exposition, it's trickier mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, what you can do in these types of movies, you can't do in that type of movie. And I think that like when you do ensemble movies, it's always tough to establish who everybody is and what their point is with enough time to, you know, be entertained and tell the story. So I I don't envy somebody who writes a Suicide Squad story from the get-go because you don't have the John Ostrander, Kim Yale stuff to, like, as a primer necessarily all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So your favorite character was Cora Frost. Who would you say was your least favorite? I feel like Black Spider is, like, the the go-to guy. Well, I, I didn't dislike him. I, I, I guess mm-hmm. he he made me laugh the least. <laughs> yeah. I guess every, every every character made me laugh in this. As, uh, as maybe maybe KGB. So I guess if that counts. Oh gosh, because he didn't do anything except have his head explode, test Wait, the waters. I guess you sure are blo- you sure are buffing like you know ten seconds late. Uh, yeah. I guess he's the um, Slipknot of this movie. <laughs> uh, I guess he is poor fool. Yeah. Yeah, and Amanda Waller, as for that being villainous, because we were having sort of that discussion there, I I can see, I can see that. Um, again, I think just with the running time and the mission and everything, that you're gonna, she's gonna be a little bit one note. And well, I mean, she was trying to kill the Riddler and keep him from blabbing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything she did in this movie was necessarily good. Yeah, so. I mean, th- this was. This was not an altruistic mission, if you think about it. Right. It was a mission to protect her interests, um, so or I guess the government's interests. But it wasn't to go to real Asia, you know, that country <laughs> I keep bringing up, oh, yes. um, or you know, and save somebody. So, uh, yeah, we don't really. See. And then, of course, she goes against. Um, well, there's no problem because she can be villainous, but it's, it's all about you know what are you left with. And if she yeah. in this story, if she's a bad guy, that that's not all there is mm-hmm. to her. So it's fine. Yeah, but otherwise, I think her personality was spot on. Sure, sure. I, I like. I like at the end she calls Batman punk. That's cool. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, so overall, what would you what would you give it? Out of five or out of ten? Uh, out of ten exploding heads. Out of ten Harley Quinns in your rooms, I'll give it. You know, I'll give it a seven and a half, seven point five. Do you think when you go to sleep from now on, you'll check to see if there's a random naked chick in your room? <laughs> that's, that's operating on the assumption that I don't already. Oh, my goodness. Oh, a seven, you say? 7.5. Um, 7.5. Hmm. 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 I, I think I'm going to give it eight. Eight out of ten exploding heads. Right. Yeah, I, I give like like a... Uh, Jalen Versailles is at like an 8 or an 8.5. But I mean, the 10.5 is still an enjoyable film for me. Oh, yeah, I would agree. Um, hot or not, Harley and Deadshot. <laughs> well, Deadshot, he is somebody who, you know, he is somebody who definitely ca- would care about Harley more than not. 
Harley would sell out Deadshot for the Joker, but would she sell out Deadshot for anybody else? So it depends on if they're good together. I would say not. Not that I don't like them as a couple, but I don't think that they would be good for each other. Okay. Um, it's a, Yeah, it's an interesting couple. I think it was, uh, you know, when he says, like, oh, what the hell? And he starts kissing her, and then they're both shocked. Like, there may have been a spark there. And I still think that she may have um, tried to pull the Joker away in order to save her team, or at least him. So I, I'm going to say it's, it's, it's warm. <laughs> <laughs> the water's on. Okay. Yeah, I know. Hot or not, Killer Frost and King Shark. Well, that. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Barring my problems with like the 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 um, logistics of a potential yeah. relationship uh-huh. physically, because he's like twice of her. Yeah. No. I mean, as long as she doesn't get near his face. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I. It. It's still a little weird. Like physically looking at them two together is a little weird. But I liked how it developed in that, I mean, he protects her from that fall. She guides him through the minefield of people. I think there are some nice moments, so I will also say hot. But unfortunately, it's not to you be know, because of... Having, having seen it again and seeing how many moments there were between the two of them, Kelly yeah. Moff seemed kind of, kind of mean-spirited. To him? To, to the, like, of the movie to do that. Like, they kill him oh. off, and, and she... Oh, she to hit. kill him off. Oh, okay. Like, I, I, with, I mean, at first I was like, ha-ha. But, like, yeah. in, in, in hindsight of having those so many moments between those two... Yeah. You know, she does. She, she yells at Boomerang, but there's not much beyond that. So it kind of seems mean spirit for them to do that, which I guess I don't really like. Um, I guess if they were going to kill off anyone, it was going to be him. Well, I mean, like, you know, they... Well, they didn't have to kill him off because, like, you know, when she first presses it and it doesn't work... They could say, "Wait, why didn't it work on on Black Spider?" And they didn't show Batman while well, they have yeah. uh, Black Spider's head blow up. So it it wasn't necessary to kill him off actually in terms of the story, because she presses it and it doesn't work for any of them. But you do see it does reveal Batman. So yeah, really, it it really did not need to happen. I mean, not I'm not. It doesn't ruin the movie that it did, but like considering how they were developing him and her, it feels yeah. like somebody was having a, a was in a bad mood when they wrote that scene. Yeah. Yeah, they could have shown, you know, with Lawton in his Hawaiian shirt, they could have, those two could have been doing something fun. What? You know, at the end where they show Lawton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they, those two could have been, like, in Antarctica or something. It could have been, like, a, swimming at, around. The end, at, at the end of the button pack where, like, like Clayface uh, 3 and 4, like, start making out. <laughs> oh, no. I've never read that, but I've heard of it. It's, it's a good story. Uh, and I've seen weird. Clayface number 3. She was in a story I read. Killer Frost and Shark are like not the sickest couple. Like, I guess <laughs> no. you, gotta, you gotta imagine uh, Danielle Panabaker and um, a sea jack shark, a street shark, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I oh will yes. do that next season. That'd be great. <laughs> well, would you like to remind people where they can find you this Halloween? Maybe uh, give them a scary episode to listen to. Well, you can find Stella, as well as I, on the comic book film review. We can listen to a number of our Halloween episodes, which is every episode. Every episode. CBFreview.Libson.com is a site. You find all of our episodes. Uh, as of this recording, we have reviewed uh, the Suicide Squad live-action movie. But uh, hopefully by the time you hear this, we will, have, we will have reviewed the Watchmen live-action film. And we're also on iTunes. And there's a Facebook page. You can also listen to me on my uh, Fresh Out the Box new podcast, Questions, colon, we don't have answers, 
with me and my co-host Harry. Uh, we come out. So we've actually been coming out weekly because we record a lot of these in advance. Whoa! Uh, which is a first for me. I'll probably they'll probably dry up. We are on questionsnoanswers.wordpress.com. You can uh, also find us on iTunes. I think that is actually it for now. And I did listen to one recently. So I and you've sent us fabulous feedback that we have responded to and will do so again. Oh, okay. I haven't listened to the response yet. But, well, that, that, um, that comes out tomorrow. Oh, oh, okay. Yes, I listened to the episode that talks about Fifty Shades of Grey. No, it doesn't really talk about that. Um, it, it was, uh, <laughs> is there... Um, morality and sexual morality, fantasy. Yes, and sexual fantasy. A Halloween episode um, all its own. Yeah, so I thought I would really just jump right in. No, I was interested in what they had to say because I had my own opinions on that. Uh, and it's great because they tackle difficult subjects, obviously. Uh, I think maybe there's not you know, so much an answer, which I think is the great thing about this. And they're both intelligent men, so I think oh, that's... Well, I, you know, I, I wouldn't listen to a bunch of duds. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I do recommend that. And what's great about it also is I feel like, you know, obviously you want subscribers to listen to your whole series. But I think your show is also nice because you are tackling issues that maybe some people could latch on to some of them. And mm-hmm. others would, you know, latch on uh, to other things. So. As of right now, our most downloaded episode is the one we did about uh, celebrities. <laughs> where we basically that's got, like, believable, yeah. Yeah, we basically go with like, celebrities. Like, like, should we give them a, a second chance? And most time we said no. And I'll, I'll say this. Um, I will, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, be, I'll be honest and say like, this, episode, this podcast is for the 18 and up crowd. Uh, yeah. One, because uh, we don't really bother to uh, censor language that we, that we send on the show. But additionally, like, you know, the subject matter can go dark. Yeah, and it's not for dark sake. We 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 try to have a the conversation without any um, restraints to to further the discussion. So Mm-mm. if you consider yourself mature, uh, feel free to listen and send us your feedback. Yeah, and I look forward to hopefully them talking about social media and its impact on our lives. And um, what was the other one? Uh, you uh, beauty standards. I think we actually. Oh uh, yeah, beauty standards. Yeah, do we consume people as objects? Just like look at well, we were actually talking Ooh. today, and like the next one that's going to come out after tomorrow, because tomorrow, like as of this recording, uh, tomorrow we're going. We, we talked. Well, I was, we talked. I ranted about you know race changing in, in certain things because I wanted to, but also like uh, we're going to come out with an episode about uh, censorship in terms of like the MPAA reading ratings and television ratings and stuff like that, and you know, and like standards for. Uh, certain demographics, but I think we were agreed after that to take on one of your topics about beauty standards. Ooh, okay. Because we we really really liked the suggestions that you had. Thank you. See, of course, I do. I'm smart sometimes. You're smart all the time, <laughs> no matter what I say. Oh my gosh. Well, I think that is it. Remember, you can send any questions or comments to backworldoracle at gmail dot com. You can like the show on Facebook or follow it on Twitter at Backroll Oracle. And, of course, follow the Batman Universe on Facebook and Twitter as well. Support TBU and, of course, obviously, BTO by that point by going on the BatmanUniverse.net and clicking on the Support TBU link. Remember to review this show on iTunes. And, once again, thanks to MileHighComics.com for sponsoring Backroll Oracle, the Barbara Goring Podcast. Well, until next time, be sure to check your candy for any puncture holes. 
um, <laughs> and maybe avoid the apples from people because you don't really know where those are <laughs> coming from. And yeah, I, I guess that's good. I yeah yeah. I, if there's a beeping going on in your neck, I would also uh, pray uh, to whatever you believe. In get, get, get that checked out at, at your nearest task force. <laughs> get that steps. checked out immediately. I don't know. It yeah. Nobody screws with the wall. That's the greatest line. Well, yeah. Until next time, fly on, Nazi. Screws the wall!